Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm in a bar in Moscow ahead of the game between Manchester United and CSKA. I'm in a bar which the Moscow Reds have sorted out and as well as the Russian United fans, I'm seeing loads of old faces who've been to Manchester United games for years, years and years and years. Some of them I've not seen for years and one of them's with me now is Peter Chappell. Pete's very well known among the Red Army. First bumped into Pete. Think about, I remember seeing him in... Madrid in 91 well he's just reminded me about that you've been going United a long time haven't you Pete uh, the 8th of April 1970 was my first game against West Brom and the reason I remember that is we beat them 7-0 and we'd just come off the back of two FA Cup semi-finals against Leeds United and we lost unfortunately with a Billy Brownley goal and my first game I had no one to take me to the game and I went down to Old Trafford on my own. I was walking down the United Road towards the Stretford end. And a copper stopped me. I was only 12. And he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go in the ground, hopefully, to watch United. And he said, well, he took me to the old GH stand, Cantilever. And um, had a ticket and got me in the ground. But the, the, the attendance, ironically, that day... People won't believe this. It was twenty six thousand. Yeah, you know. So yeah, we never used to get a full house every. You know, I mean, this is facts. You know, there was twenty six thousand for the night game yeah. against West Brom. We won seven nil. Best goal in Charlton scored off off memory. Fitz Fitzpatrick. You've watched United around the world. You've lived around the world. How many I've countries lived, you've seen United in? Well, a lot. Yeah. Um, you lived if in Australia. Including the home counties. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> being the uh, maybe forty odd. Give me I lived a ha- in give Australia me a- for a while, yeah. yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot of Mancunians in Australia, isn't there? There is, all over. In Perth, in Melbourne, Melbourne. Sydney. There's a massive supporters club base in Perth now. <laughs> um, the NOR, north of the river, the Swan River in Perth. And they all meet in the um, Old Bailey pub there, in Joondalup. And there's maybe... Two hundred to three, and mostly Manx as well. You know that have emigrated. What would your high and low points be as a Manchester United fan? <coughs> I know the high points many. got a bit of treble, and going to Tokyo for the Intercontinental Cup, winning that, and then going to the FIFA World Championships in Brazil. That was kind of the highlight that season, '99. Yeah, without a doubt. And the lows, I would say, was getting relegated to the second division. But ironically, that was one of my best ever seasons, the second division. I went to every game virtually. I think I only missed one um, in the second division. And I've still got all the old rail tickets to prove it. Tell us a story from a, a mad European away game that you've been to years ago. Um, you were going in the in the eighties, weren't you, when United were playing all around Eastern Europe and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, old Tom, Varna. Yeah, went to Spartak Varna. Um, that was a long visit. Um, why? why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shall I not I ask you that? Have visa problems. Yeah. <laughs> so you had but, um, you, you yeah. had you had visa problems in Varna. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, you, you you planned to go for how long? And to, it, yeah, just you, a few you stayed days. a little longer than, uh, yeah, yeah. than you initially yeah, uh, yeah. planned to. Well, it was a communist state then, so 
Yeah, we can make allowances for that. A lot of people have stopped going. I mean, the first time I met you, you were with a lad called Robert from Coventry. Yeah. Um, not Rob seen Robert for Cove. years. So who going else, who else has, um, over the years, some characters who've been and gone? Well, a lot are dead now. You know, Big Sam, Roy Downs, you know, I could give the name, the list goes on, it's endless. But, you know, one of my very good friends was school teacher, Pete Bogaski, he unfortunately died of cancer. Um, but I used to have got to Europe with him because he'd always plan out a little itinerary and take us on a little guided tour and, you know, he was into his museums and all that, which we weren't. But now, when I think back on it, I mean, he was a really interesting guy and sadly missed, unfortunately. So it was an education with him? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I've, I've met all types of Reds, you know. Do you still enjoy going? I do, but it's changed. Um, I still believe that the real fans have been pushed to one side, and it's all about money now. Um, those that can still afford it still go, but I just feel there's a lot of true United fans have been squeezed out. But I've got no time. I've got to say this whatsoever for FC United. I just think there's only one club, and that's Manchester United Football Club. And if you can't go, you can't go for whatever reason. But you should only support the one club, you know. I'm very loyal on that. But, but And I also think that the Crest should come back to have football club on it because we're not, a, we're not a business. Well, we are, and the football club's attached to it, but we, initially, were a football club. And you've got to remember, it's the fans that made the club. Without the fans, we're nothing. So you get these tourists and people coming on these jollies to European games... But they're not all what I would call true hardcore fans like yourself, Andy. Where um, where do you sit in Old Trafford now? Um, and well, I'm in the North West Quadrant, I think they and call where it. Where were you now. originally? I've li- I've moved all over. I've, I've I've been in every single stand. I started off in the Stretford end, in the left side, went at a tunnel, right side, Stretford paddock, scoreboard paddock as it was in them days, scoreboard. United Road, J Stands, um, Cantilever, I've sat everywhere. How yeah. will United finally do this season? I think they'll do all right, but I'm not saying they'll win the league. But if, if he twi- twi- tweets it, um, Louis van Gaal, I mean, there's a possibility. Um, he's, he's a strange one to to work out Louis van Gaal. I think he, he is capable of doing it but I just think we're a couple of players short of um, a league title thanks for your time no worries Andy hello my name is Mikhail Starov I'm a chairman of Moscow Reds legendary Moscow Russian fan club tell me about the Moscow Reds well this is the uh, fan club which unites uh, which unites people from uh, Russia Belarus and uh, Kazakhstan so we've been going out Officially from 2003, where we all met up at the, the game with the, with the lads and decided to uh, follow it together. We didn't know it's going to be official, but we just wanted. We had a passion for the club and we started to uh, go to the games. How and many are of you at the moment? It's about 400, but registered at Old Trafford, I think it's about 270 something. So like you're that. official as well, yeah. Yes. Well, some people. Uh, 
have membership. Some people sometimes drop, but but regularly 270 people get membership. One United. Where are most of your members from? Moscow. Moscow and Min Minsk got a big contingent. Minsk. Yes. Yeah. Belarus in general as well. Different towns they have like three five people in the same. Why town. Why Belarus? Our friends, yeah. our close friends, the close countries, no yeah. border. Yeah. We go every May, we go to see United game with them. Right. So it's about 200 people get together from all over Russia. Do you have fans from all over Russia as well? Do you yeah. have anybody from Vladivostok, for yes, example? Yes, yes, the, the guy is uh, here for the game. He's got, he's got a ticket, yeah. yeah. And um, you go to Old Trafford how many times a year? Well, basically every game at Old Trafford there are Moscow Reds, right. five, six people, one, yeah. and uh, I personally I go four or five times to, to England, mainly away games because I've been to Old Trafford many times and I want to see grounds like Burnley, Leicester and all the tiny grounds. Bournemouth will be fine this year if I can squeeze in. What do your Russian friends say when you support Manchester United? I would imagine they support Spartak or CSKA or Dynamo. Or... Now all my mates, they are, they are here. It's my best mate right. in here, Genia. We've been starting the club together and we are... Uh, yes, it's Paul Maguire's number one card. Fantastic. He's the only member number one. I've got number seven for Cantona. So, so no, yeah... Um, we have people in the fan club who support local teams as well, but they, 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 they get on really well. I mean, like they put this aside and they follow United and with us. So, But I, I follow only United. So for me, I can, I can cheer up for Real Madrid, like really just to support my mates, but uh, my heart is with United. So, Let's wind back to 2007. Yeah. You hear that the European Cup final is going to be in your home city. Yeah. You're praying that Manchester United perhaps just might reach it and then it gets closer and closer. And it was like when the final whistle went on and follow United, we'll go to Moscow. And I was in Moscow, it was incredible. The people were on the floor, bodies lying around, all the beer on, on the ceiling. It was mad, the people were so... And then all of a sudden they stopped like, would we get tickets? And the silence was like, yeah, Misha, would we get sick? And everybody say, give me a ticket, give me a ticket. Like, hey, boys. And luckily, club done really well. I mean, United gave us two. two. Jane, how much was it the final? 230 About 230 tickets. They say, right, all the United, all the members get the tickets. And I was just like, yeah. And winning it and beating Chelsea. Where did you learn English? In Exeter, Exeter University. <laughs> I went to Exeter for a year and also university here, five and, years. And so to beat Chelsea here, that was just a, a highlight of your... Brilliant. And, and Abramovich paid for the, paid for the pitch. <laughs> His team got... <laughs> and he's paid for the pitch. Well done, Giza. <laughs> te te teach us some Russian. Um, in, in, in what respect? Okay. Uh, let's see now. What can we ask you in in Russia? Maybe something about John Terry. Um, Viva John Terry! Oh, we were, no, the song is in English. Viva John Terry! He thought he won the cup. Um, we had um, Abramovich song in Russian. Long time. Do you remember how Abramovich What was he saying? Roma, деньги все украл из убедноты и и наверное он получит чат. <laughs> it's it's a so swear word. So Abramovich <laughs> is not your favourite. No, he's still it's taking the money from the poor. 
and bought the British Football Club. <laughs> a, a bad British Football Club as well. As well. And all of a sudden, you know, the fact is, the Russian commentators refused to call them pensioners and then call them aristocrats. That's a fact. It's, a, it's been invented by Russian commentators because they're originally they, they, the pensioners, the, the three men with the beards on, on the original Chelsea logo. And that's what it's been called everywhere. But now, all of a sudden, in Russia, it's called aristocrats. And I say, why? How has the international situation affected you? Because the ruble's a lot weaker than it was. Does that just mean Manchester's twice as expensive to go there? Yes, it is twice as expensive. And every pint I pay, uh, I pay double of what it was. <laughs> but it's worth it, you know, mate. I mean, I don't, don't spend much locally. And I, I really... Um, Save, save the money up for the trips. I can't take it off my family because I need to support them, but I always find that, like EasyJet flights were not expensive, but the finishing flight. So this has really helped that this yeah, EasyJet flight. EasyJet flight helped a lot. Yeah. Because Aeroflot, it's finishing in March, but I think the Virgin, Virgin will start doing the same. Do you get some expat United fans joining? Maybe they move to Moscow. Yeah, the lads, the yeah. lads from England, they come in and join us. Okay. There's a couple of, uh, of them will be here today. And where do you watch the games? Here. In, in Radio in, City. In Radio City. But we're opening our own pub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next time you're over, will be a new pub. It'll be a new pub called Madman. Okay. Madrid and Manchester. Yeah. Again. Mad for Airport of Madrid. Man for Airport of Manchester. Madman. So it will be open uh, together with Madrid fans, hopefully by December. Tell us a little bit finally about CSKA. Uh, uh, tell you what about it. Um, they're not the biggest club in Moscow. Spartak. Uh, well, where, where would CSKA draw their f- their fans? Because originally, was it the, the the army club? No, originally? it's the army club as as the army like belonging to yeah. the older days. Uh, they had the strongest ever ice hockey team. Okay. And, but the football, uh, they were a bit poor in the 80s, where the club was a bit shaky. But with the new investments, new owner and the managers and the money coming through, Sieska overtook uh, Spartak because Spartak has been uh, loved by generations and generations. And they always have good fans. And they've been, but they've been suffering for like, not winning the league for so long. But Sieska won recently. Where now Sieska's money come from? Uh, the investors, okay. investors, the ba- the banking and investments. Whatever happened to Torpedo Moscow United? I know, I know. But Torpedo Moscow, I tell you what, they have about two hundred and fifty supporters, but they are supporters. Really, they are diehards. You know, they go away like four days by train for the games. They are diehard fans. I really last season Torpedo played in the top flight. And I really wish them stay. It's just because of the fans. The fans are massive. The fans are really fun. I went to Zenit last night. Yeah. And tomorrow I'm thinking yeah. of going to Locomotive. Locomotive, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm now going to leave you because I've got yeah. to go to the stadium. Um, yeah. It's in Kumki? No? Himki. 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 What's Himki like as an area? Uh, rough. Is it? Rough. And it's outside of Moscow. Yeah. But also, you're lucky to see football at this ground because United would never play at this ground again. Because Spartak has their own ground already, Dynamo is under construction, Sieska is, is under construction, will be built. I, I, I see it every weekend because I go shopping that area. Nice area as well. And Dynamo and Sieska will be a stone throw from each other. Basically, 10 minutes walk you are there. What will the atmosphere be like tonight? How will relation... Be, be. Will there be trouble? 
I don't think so no. because they it's like well th there's enough morons everywhere but yeah. in general what have they got to to uh, you know to fight for yeah, with yeah. United yeah it's only Man City came over and they were yeah. all right only Leeds was beaten up in Moscow on yeah. two occasions playing in Europe because they behaved themselves they got drunk and somewhere in the city but they've been beaten up not by fans yeah. by just normal people who like didn't like their behavior but Sieska I don't see the trouble well I, I believe there's, there's going to be no trouble but thanks for your, thanks for your time and keep up the good work with the, the Moscow Reds yes the sun is setting over Moscow over the beautiful cathedral over Red Square and the huge gum department store and I'm heading towards the coaches which Aeroflot have put on uh, thanks to a request from Manchester United and it is definitely appreciated uh, so the six coaches the only problem is Red Square has been blocked off so I'm trying to find my way around the back streets of Moscow and realising it's quite a beautiful city and I've just bumped into this young man what's your name? My name is Ivan and <laughs> Ivan you're a Manchester United fan and where are you from? Yes I'm a Manchester United fan fan definitely and I'm from city of Yekaterinburg and how far is Yekaterinburg from here? like 2000 kilometers and you've flown to Moscow to watch this game? yep uh, yeah it's my first first game that I will see by, by myself uh, it's something special for me I mean you know I, I got those goosebumps over my skin and Oh, that's wonderful, and also we've, we've found the buses. We've just come around the corner, and they're, they're there. looking for the buses. Yeah, well, the buses are here, I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, why do you support Manchester United? You know, I was like 10 years age when I saw the games uh, of Manchester United where the York, uh, Cole, Andy Cole, I mean, Beckham, Young Beckham, Gary Neville, and all that class... 92, you know, it, it was like love. <laughs> and you, you cannot explain why do you support it. It's just, it's just a feeling. And what attracted you? Just the brilliant football. You're watching yeah, at home in Russia. Attacking football, you know, the young guys. It, it was just, just like fell in love. And now you watch all of the games on television. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to watch every game, every single game. But have you ever been? To, you know, you've never been to Manchester because no. this is your first time. Yep. Yeah. And you'd like to go, I assume. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty excited. I mean, just before we get on the bus, can you just describe what you can see in front for people listening in Manchester? Yeah, it's it's like a part of Red Square. Yeah, United. 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 Yeah, I'm sorry about this. Was, um, we just try to describe a bit of Red Square, and there's a lad who's I've had a few. <laughs> I remember this tomorrow or earlier himself back. Um, okay, thank you for your time. How will Manchester United go on this evening? What will the score be? Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that it will be gonna win, but I think 2-0, 2-0. Thank you for your time, and I hope you enjoy the game this evening. Yeah. Elena Milchinovska, journalist from all Russian weekly newspaper Sobesednik, the first color newspaper in Soviet Union and we has been printing since 1984. 
I think Manchester United is a great team, one of the best in the whole history, and they won so many titles. It's uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, there is no single European title which you don't have. So you have all of them, and some of them you have even two or three times. The only one they've not won is the UEFA Cup, but they've won the European Cup three times, and the last time was... UEFA Cup? Was it. No, you have a UEFA Cup. No. No, but Manchester... Cup winners and European Cup. And the last time for the European was in Moscow in 2008 Eight. against Chelsea. And Chelsea won because someone uh, fall... Uh, no, Uni United won because Chelsea's player fall So over. you have the UEFA Cup? No, this is the European Cup. The UEFA Cup is different. It was... No, it was Champions League. Champions I... League, European Cup. You don't have a European Cup? Yes. Ah, okay, but it's not. No, no it's a no. It's a good, a good title to have as well. Yeah. But Champions League title. Let me just try and get. So that was clearly going nowhere. To be fair, the journalist was very friendly, but she was obsessed with getting a picture of Bastian Schweinsteiger. And when he walked past us, she shouted, "Bastian, Bastian!" And he looked across, but security stopped her getting towards him. And she was a tenacious girl. She. She ignored the security, but she still couldn't get towards Schweinsteiger. And then a big burly security guard came over and he saw that I wasn't Russian. And he thought it was funny that he could say swear words about me in Russian, which I wouldn't understand. And the girl said to me, he's telling you to go away in a very strong um, terms. And I, I was entitled to be where I was stood. He was just showing off to the girl. Not that any of the United players stopped in the mix zone. In fact, the Wi-Fi didn't work, so I, re I enjoyed my time in, in Moscow. I'm still there now, but it was a nightmare from a working perspective. I think it's the first time in my life I wasn't able to file an article as, as, as I was supposed to do. There was just no Wi-Fi. A lot of the British journalists had to leave the press box and watch the game on the stand where there was some Wi-Fi, but it was patchy at best, but I think I had it worse than anyone. I just could not get online. And I, when I last had this problem um, at Ibrox in 2010, I had to ring my, my column through. But this one was supposed to be sent on the final whistle and it was a thousand words. It was almost impossible to do. Not that there's a copy taker like newspapers used to have, just don't exist anymore. So from a work perspective, it was terrible. From a game perspective, well, wasn't wasn't that much better. I think there were about 500 United fans. They were loud as always, including 250 Russian Reds and Mikhail and the lads. Um, the first half was poor. United have won one of their last nine European away games. It's nowhere near good enough for a club of United stature. Uh, there's a change made at half-time with Fellaini coming on for Schweinsteiger. And United were, were, were much better in the second half and deserved a draw. Anthony Martial scoring a really good header after a good build-up play from Ander Herrera, pushing the ball out to Antonio Valencia, crossing the ball into him. one all. the United are in control of the group now if they win the home games, and if they don't win the home games, they don't deserve to be going through to the knockout stages. Um, I'm going to go and watch um, Besiktas against Lokomotiv. I've been invited in the away end by some of the big Sheepcast hardcore fans. I'm really looking forward to that. And because I love the passion of Turkish supporters. And on Tuesday, look out for this online. I did a, a I went in the home end at Zenit St. Petersburg against Lyon. And that was interesting as well. So having not spoken to anyone after the game in Moscow, 
um, I had a brief word with someone who you can always rely on. A friendly face who will always give you a quote, Mr. Crerand. Paddy, 60 seconds, what about that result? Disappointing result because they should have won the match, shouldn't they? It was a very, very poor first half, you've got to say. But listen to the manager's conference, it was dead right. The press conference afterwards said we were playing it too slow in the first half. The minute we quickened it up, we were a different team altogether. Why did they, they quicken it up? It. How did they quicken it up? I th- well, the passing get quicker. I mean, it's been like that for quite a few games this season, and the first half has been slow, deliberate. Once United play at a quicker pace, they're a different team altogether. They've done that against Everton and played them off the pitch. We played at Arsenal, we were shit at Arsenal because they're so slow starting. Um, so, Martial gave away the penalty and then scored. He scored five now. I know, but I, did, I, I didn't realise he had handled it. I, yeah, didn't, did. I didn't know what the penalty was being given for in the first situation. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a terrific young kid. He's a terrific player. I don't think United. He's an outstanding talent. I don't think you um, United have won away in nine now. In, in Europe? Europe no. Is it nine games without a win away in Europe, Stuart? Nine games. Yeah, I mean, you have to go back to your time when it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad, was it? Uh, it's just, I think, a lot of new players and that coming in. What does Marshall bring? Great skill. Yeah. Great, he's quick, he's got great skill. A defender's nightmare, because he always wants to take defenders on. That is a defender's nightmare. Tell me about Ander Herrera. What does he do well? Good pass for the ball. He, he, keeps the, he keeps the game at a good tempo as well. When United, are, when he's on his game, United play at a good tempo. Mm. He's quick in everything he does. I think he should be playing more. He's not. A... Well, possibly, possibly. But I think you know, you know, when United play quick, they're a different team altogether. They're a, a far better side. Have a safe journey back to Manchester. Paddy. Do you really care? I just want to date when, mate. I've had a terrible time. I've not been able to find Wi-Fi. Anyway, the day did end. I finally got back to my hotel at 1:40 a.m. and. I finally wrote a piece until 3am. Uh, it was not so bad getting back into the centre, but on the way out on the buses, it took two hours. The traffic in Moscow was terrible. I was going to meet um, Alex Butner today, um, just waiting up whether to do that or go with the Besika supporters. I'm, I'm going to go for the latter, and I'm going to try and meet Alex Butner tomorrow and do an interview with him. Then I'm going to fly back to Manchester going to go to the annual dinner of United's Disabled Association, Disabled Supporters Association, MUDSA, on Friday night at Old Trafford. And then Blackburn v Burnley on Saturday, the big derby game there. And Trafford against Scarborough as well. And then the real proper derby game is Manchester United against Manchester City on Sunday, from where I will bring in you the next podcast, that's providing I get back okay from... Russia, and let's hope that United play better against City than they did in Moscow. I still think we'll go through four points from three games isn't great, but United played well in Eindhoven, just lost the game. I think they've got to win their home games now, got back-to-back matches against CSKA and against Wolfsburg at Trafford, not Wolfsburg, sorry, PSV, and... The United we stand will be coming out against PSV, but that's the next one because we've got a new one out against Manchester City. We've been working really hard on that. Wayne Rooney's on the cover. I realise that's a divisive subject at the moment given Rooney's poor form, uh, but he is on the cover. And there's a decent issue there. We've got a big interview with Juan Mata. Um, there's 
interview with Mario Basler, who scored for Bayern Munich in the 1999 European Cup final. Yeah, European Cup, not UEFA Cup, not Champions League. Well, Champions League. And so try and get a copy of that from Old Trafford on Sunday. And until then, I shall get back from Moscow and bring you the next podcast from there. Thanks for joining us.